hey, thanks very much indeed for showing up for this. Episode 12 of the What's Racing About podcast, The Wrap. The podcast that ensures that you get the most out of UK and Irish horse racing. My name is Peter Bell, and when setting up The Wrap, I always envisioned it being a collaborative exercise with contributors with different opinions on the great events of the day in our little world all having their say. Why was that? Well, I'm under no illusion it could become a bit grating for you guys hearing one voice and one presentational style coming at you every episode. I could be sitting here giving out the cure for cancer, followed by a note-perfect version of Crimea River, and I'm insanely aware that listeners would still be going, doesn't this guy ever shut up? Equally, I'm of the opinion that listening to other people keeps my thinking sharp and who wants to live in an echo chamber all their lives anyway. All of that is a roundabout way of my introducing a co-conspirator to the rap in the hope that he becomes a regular sparring partner on the podcast. Wayward Lad puts out a regular blog most weekends and occasionally on weekdays, which can be found at waywardlad.blogspot.com. It's very much a tipping exercise, but his comments are thorough, well-argued, passionate and regular. He's a guy who knows his stuff and whose work ethic means he barely misses a posting throughout the entire jump season. His tips are transparently obvious and he's turned in a profit on them since he began his blog in 2010. He doesn't charge for this. Everything he puts up comes from a desire to share his knowledge. So, a kindred spirit with me, if ever there was one. He and I have swapped messages and hooked up on Twitter and generally bumped our heads on a range of issues, not just confined to horse racing, And when he got in contact with me off the back of my launch in the rap, suggesting a collaboration, I was so up for it. The deal was sealed when we met up at Cheltenham a couple of weeks ago. And so, having given him the big introduction, bordering on the declaration of a bromance, here's what I hope is going to be the first of a regular series of appearances on the podcast by Wayward Lad. Basically, we're reviewing recent events in our sport, and looking ahead to forthcoming races with a view to putting listeners onto a winner or two, or if not, then giving you at least a clearer picture of what you're watching and wagering on. We began by chatting over what our hopes were for the coming weekend on the racing front. Well, the main thing is, is that the racing goes ahead, really. I mean, I, I think we'd be really disappointed if the, if the weather does turn very nasty. Yeah. Uh, it's, it looks, it looks the, the whole meeting at Newbury looks fantastic. Even tomorrow looks a great, great card. Not many, not as many horses on the card as that hope, but it looks a cracking card all every race. I mean, I, I, just for the notebook, I keep an eye on the both uh, novice chases tomorrow. They, they both look great. What have you spotted? Well, Miller's Bank should win the twelve forty, but the one I like the look of is Henderson's Mister Coffee one fifty. That looks, a, I mean, it's a very exciting horse that one. And later on in the afternoon, at uh, 2.25 is Gaelic Case. I mean, uh, uh, that is a very much an improvement horse. It looks well-weighted. And I think there's more to come from those, those two, especially Mr. Coffee and Gaelic Coast. But uh, it's, it's a big race at the weekend that I'm looking forward to. After posting a 16-1 to winner last Saturday on the blog, I'm looking forward to uh, following that up with another <laughs> one, hopefully. I've given, I was going to give you the big interest. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm getting you at a good time because you're on a roll or a bad time because you, you got that 16 to 1 shot last week. For any, any top listeners that are, that, are, that are listening to this one, go back and have a look at the Wayward Lad blog for last week. Uh, the, the, the man here put up a 16 to 1 winner and uh, deep, deep joy all round and, and, and fair play to you for that one. That was, a, that was a sensational pick. So I'm just hoping it can be replicated this, this weekend. Well, I keep, I, I keep, 
Jersey being on, on the alert list, because now it's one over three mile four furlong, it opens up the marathon chases, and that's quite a weak division, really. And it's an improving horse, jumps, stays, runs on, genuine. And it's improved with every run since it, since it left, it became, it, since it started to novice chase day. So definitely want to keep on the right side of Jersey Bean. Where do you think it'll go next? Is the Welsh National flying a bit too high? Oh, yeah, I, think, go I think, uh, think the Welsh National's too much. I think probably yeah. something like the, the Warwick Classic. I'm about to say yeah, the Warwick. The Warwick one. I mean, give it time to to recover and um, yeah, and, and, yeah. and hopefully the yeah. ground will come right for it. Then I, I don't particularly like the Welsh National because it tends to bottom all the uh, Yeah, I, really. I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's um, it's the sort of thing you aim at, you go for, you get it, get it or you don't. But but then that tends to want to draw stumps after that because it's uh, yeah. it, it, it can be grueling, especially on the ground that you like to get a Chepstow around Christmas. It might just be a bit too high. Is, is the Roland Mayrick uh, on Boxing Day? Of course, yeah, yeah. You never know. If it heads if it heads up to heads up to Weatherby, yeah, that's that's usually a good. Uh, is that uh, is that a naught to one fifty now? I, I forget. I need to, I need to check. Could be, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you might just get in at one of the low because it must be about one hundred and forty two now. I thought Jesuine, so it probably get in on a decent decent handicap rated, you know, decent weight. It should be will be over eleven stone, but it should be under between ten and a half and only eleven, so which is good. Be in the handicap proper. Last year's winner of the of the, the Roland Merrick. It has got a good chance in on Saturday, and that's Canelo, Alan King's horse. And I've really got a, a thing about this one. It's, it's done me a few favours in the past. It didn't do anything wrong in its last races after after winning at, at, uh, at Weatherby on Boxing Day. And it slipped down to 142 in the handicap, which is the, the rating it won the Roland Mayrick off. And I think it's the horse, sort of horse that can grind out a good run where they're all around and are thrown in the towel. And, and at the moment... Thirty-three to one, I think, is uh, is is the price with some of the bookies, and that's probably a, de- a pr- pretty decent each way punt. I'm not saying the horse has got the class to win it, but it should be in the first four. And, and I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping some of the bookies will be offering at least five places each way, and maybe one or two might be stupid enough to uh, or silly enough to, to offer six places. If that one comes up, then uh, total kudos to you. I'm just wondering about about the ground. If it's something that could do with a bit of rain. Yeah, I mean, looking at the race, looking at a lot of the horses, quite a lot of them are very lightly race chases, and not just only lightly race. They they they've been running in races with only three or four rivals on the on the track. And tomorrow, Saturday's going to be twenty odd runners going hammer and tongs right from the off, and it could find out a few horses that um haven't got the resolution of of a, of a horse. Like Canelo, he's yeah. proven he's got the he's got the t-shirt and uh, he's he's done the, he's done the business. He's it's in the the, the notes are in the form book, and he's the sort. And another horse that is just as good, and and the one I'm really looking forward to in the same race is David Pipes uh, remastered. I mean, I think that one is a horse that had a it ran a really good prep race in the head a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's coming in. Race fit again. It's only had four races over the big jumps, but uh, it's won three of them. It ran extremely well in, in the National and Chase at Cheltenham. It just lost, it, I think it just lost out towards the end, mainly because I don't think it really stayed. It was I think that's turned out to be one of the uh, one of the better uh, National and Chases, especially if Galvin becomes a, a Grade One winner. I think Remastered could be one of the handicap snips in the race. There's, there's three I've got to look at. There's Canelo, there's Remastered, and I think those at the moment about sixteen to one. And the other horse that's come in is Copperhead who won an upgrade grade two novice chase last year. It's only on 148. And I think, you know, you, that's, it, it, the horse could be 
could be top class or potentially top class. And if that if that's the case, if it, if it's really going to end up at a, a horse that's at 155, 160, then its current rating of 148 is a bit of a gift, really. And that one's at uh, 16 to one. I've got to confess, and I've already, I've already sort of uh, spoken about this on Twitter. I've already had a crack at Copperhead. I backed him at twenty-five to one last weekend, pretty much for the reasons that you said. I think his novice season, he looked like he could take top orders. It lost its way last year, but the stable kind of did as well. Yeah, the stable did. I mean, the whole stable lost its way. There's nothing lost in that, really. Which is so go going forward. If you, if you strike a line through last season and say, right, they've got their act together now, didn't do anything wrong. It just, it just. The stable was, wasn't firing. Keep, keep it simple. They're going back to chasing, which is what it's bred to do and what it's uh, proven its class at. And I, ju- I just think if it's got it anywhere near back to its best, then it's got to be in the mix. And 25 to 1 to me was uh, was something of a steal. We'll be lucky to get that now, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you won't get that now. No, I mean, that, that was last Sunday, I think. That- These uh, races, sometimes it's. I, I like to play the, uh, the place only market yep. because you, you, especially if you're looking at the big odds where a horse hasn't got really much of a chance of winning but it's a completely different ball game of getting in maybe the first five or six uh, and if so place only can comes into its own in these big handicaps and that's the uh, Venetian Williams horse Cloudy Glen and that was second in the Kim Muir off 144 I raced it 144 so now it's uh, it's running off 140 and I think that's the whole sort of it'll not win the race because it's it likes to stay on from the back but it's you know when all the other horses are falling to one side that one will be slicing its way through the field and could sneak into third or fourth uh, late on you know if you can get 33s or 40s on that one that's going to that's 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 going to be a decent place odds and it goes well fresh as well so it's coming here without without yeah. a prep runs. and Venetia had a couple of winners at Ascot last week she so, did you know you, <laughs> she's their stable starts to fire when when their stable starts to fire ask when to follow it like I said I can't see it winning but certainly yeah running on into a place not a bad shout at uh, that sort of odds anything else that that you've got sort of potentially lined up I know it's um, it's difficult to sort of say what the ground's going to be like and therefore who's going to be running who isn't there's lots of um, double declarations but anything else caught your eye over over the weekend uh, either tomorrow or Saturday well the only other horse I like it. All depends on where it runs, really. Is the machine now? I know it's declared for uh, for the lab book trophy, but it's also in the rehearsal chase up at uh, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. I know Kerry Lee was very like sweet the, on that this the week. The machine is very lightly raced. Again, it's it's quite a good horse. It was beaten by Remastered. That's right. Yeah, February, that was in the Reynolds stand, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think it's uh, it, it, that was only its third race, and I think that's the sort of horse that again could motor up the uh, up the handicap. And it's worth keeping an eye on wherever it runs tomorrow. I don't think it's capable of winning, to be honest. I don't think it's capable of winning the Ladbroke Trophy. But it probably could be capable of being on the premises if it goes up to Newcastle. It'll be interesting where that goes, to be perfectly honest. There you go, folks. One for the weekend. D-Machine, wherever that goes, keep an eye on it. Maybe not in the uh, in the Ladbroke, but if it goes to the rehearsal, then... Possibly in with uh, in with a squeak there, so certainly something to put in your in your trackers for further on in the season. And the only other thing I've got really is is I was really impressed with A plus Tard winning last week. I think everybody was was impressed. Yeah, with their performance there. And I, and when I've had a rethink about the the Gold Cup results, and I think the first three home were head and shoulders above anything we've seen. Manila Rindo, A plus Tard. I think I can see them both fighting out the Gold Cup again come March. And when you look at the look at the betting, I mean, you can get seven to two about A plus Tard, 
And that's a bit silly. When you think about it, that's a bit silly. It's likely to go for the legs next, uh, win that, and then it will be put away. And we'll see it in March, very fresh. And it's got, you know, it's won, it's a previous winner at the festival, second in last year's Gold Cup. Horses with worse records than that have yeah. come to post in the Gold Cup at nine to four, two to one. I, I think seven to two. Could look yeah. big on the day. It'll look very big on the day. And the same about Manila Window, six to one. You can get six to one about Manila Window. And let's be honest, it's run last, last week when it was in the race with Won by Frozen uh, in Ireland. That's got to be a sighter, surely. That was just a pipe opener for the yeah. season. Yeah. Again, both of those horses could go fresh. If they never ran again for the rest of the season until Gold Cup Day, both of them would go off short rods than that. But the, the, the value in the race and the one to really to, to get excited about is 20 to 1 about Al Boomfoto. I about to say Al Boomfoto. Is, is he in danger? It sounds daft to say about a, dual, about a dual winner of the thing, but is he the forgotten horse of the race? It I sounds daft to say about, about a <laughs> double winner. But I've been put onto it by a, by a good judge of my own who, who was at, at Cheltenham the other week, and I took a look at it, and he was trained by Mullins to win the hat-trick. Yeah. And, and, and coming in third, beating less than five lengths, was, was a performance that was pretty much up there with with his two wins. I can see Album Photo doing exactly the same as last season, being kept quiet, having a little prep run on in a, in around about February time, and going straight into into Cheltenham for the Gold Cup. And if he lines up, you've got to be looking at single figures on the odds. He's been there and he's got the t-shirt, hasn't he? So he, yeah, he, he, yeah. And he's another one. He will not be twenty to one on the day if he if he oh, God, if he lines no. up. And then, but then there's nothing else. When you look at it, there is nothing else. You know, Monkfish is out for the season. Champ might come back, and and and, and and there's some some novices from last season that might kick on. But in terms of the actual proven class horses. Yeah. I think you've got a fair point there. I know there's a lot of people that would go, oh, you know, it's the Irish, where's the English battalions? There aren't any at the moment, and that's just the way it is. And we, we've just got to suck it up and, and, and go. It, at the end of the day, it's racing, and I don't like nationalism. I've never, no, I've never got into nationalism. Well, in, it in, makes in sense, really. is it? That's the end of the day. It's, it's a horse It's race. good horses <laughs> running. And it doesn't matter where, the horse doesn't know where, it, where, where it's come from. legs and a tail. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to hell with where they come from, you know, if it, you know, as a punter, you just back value, and I think you've, uh, I think you've got a couple of excellent shouts there. Aplutar last week, he looks, you know, the best uh, three mile chaser currently on all on the form that's been shown so far this yeah. season. An album photo at twenties is uh, is a ridiculous prize. Well, we know nobody knows what's going to happen. No, of course Manila not. window could be injured. Aplus Tars might get a cough. Suddenly, you've got the favourites at twenty to one. Indeed. Anything else on your mind this week? A bit disappointing not to have Shiskid in the thing or actually made the decision 10 days before the race. Which yeah, <laughs> it's a strange one, isn't it? To me, suggests that the horse hasn't been doing much on the gallops at all. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not really convinced that Shiskin is a second coming yet. On my ratings, he's about £12, £12 behind Altrior and he's about £20 behind uh, Sprinter Saker. He's, I think he, he would find it very tough. I've got about, well, I think most of the horses in the, in the two-mile uh, brackets, you know, Enagumini is about 160, 162. Shiskin's about 160, 162. Chacun Yeah, that one. I was going <laughs> to pronounce it. That one's about 160, 162. And, of course, Newby Negre is about 160, 162. Yes. I think it's got, you know... He's a dark I horse, isn't he? It could have been, or it will still be a very good race. I can see four horses coming to the last... Or at least three horses coming to the last fence, lying abreast. 
and it's going to be a cracking day. Thinking anything, I think he's running scared with Chisky. Well, there was a chance to actually put a marker down and go, he could be the second coming of Pegasus. Or he might, you know, he might not be, but run the thing anyway, and let's and let's sort of see where we see where we stand well, with him. I mean, my thoughts is that he'll probably go for the desert orchid you know, over, over Christmas at Kempton, but you never know, do you? It's, he might be one of these see you then types. He doesn't want a too tough a race faced up, really. I think that well, that that poor points from going to the desert orchid at, Kemp, uh, at Kempton over Christmas. And, well, you have two rivals in that. He will do, that. yeah, almost certainly, and uh, and and that, that'll be a cakewalk for him. And I mean, it's yeah. great, great for those of us that have got him in the uh, tend to follow list. But um, it's just not good for horse racing. Period. You, you you want the best to be taking on the best and give her their best. Last but, bit is that uh, one million pound uh, race meeting at, at Lingfield. Lingfield. I know. Where did that come from? <laughs> Where did that come from? Who would have thought lovely Leafy Lingfield, eh? And, and there we go, a million, a million quid. That'll do me. All in the future, anyway. But um, listen, good to have had your thoughts. That was uh, a really interesting 20 minutes. Give you a few pointers. We'll put a big shout out for the blob. It's Just put Wayward Lad into Google and it comes up. And it comes up. <laughs> it's always worth a read. They're well-argued points that you make. You can take them aboard or not with a lot of passion, a lot of thought, and you're there every, pretty much every Saturday and sometimes midweeks for the big meeting. So, you know, you, you don't duck any, any meetings. So it's certainly worthwhile checking out if you're a serious punter. For now, thanks a lot, right, Wayward, and I'll, uh, I'll be in touch with you again shortly. Fingers crossed for the weekend. Okay, thanks for Peter. Cheers, mate. Take care. All the best. Wayward lad there with his thoughts on horses he'll be following this weekend and into the future, right up to the Cheltenham Festival in March. Once again, he posts his thoughts on his blog and the address there is waywardlad.blogspot.com or, as the man says, just punch Wayward Lad blog into Google and away you go. One other horse to note that's running this weekend is one I selected in the Raps 10 Horses to Follow for this season. And that's Stumptown, who faces 10 rivals in the 2.46 at Fairy House on Saturday. And that's immediately prior to the big race at Newbury that we've just been discussing. This step up in distance to two miles four furlong in a rated hurdle is a logical next step for the horse after his impressive win at two miles at Limerick back in October. My thoughts on him and the other horses to follow I've suggested for this season can be found on our website www.rap.chat. Take a look. Okay, that's it for this episode. As always, thanks ever so much indeed for showing up. We never take your attendance here for granted. But till the next time we hook up, that's a wrap.